Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Needham. I'm an Amazon seller. I'm a data nerd. I am just trying to help you guys become Amazon professionals. And I really am trying to bring on new subjects every single week. And this week, I've got something I've never talked about in any sort of uh, specific way. And I've brought someone that I've worked with personally for uh, almost two years now. Her name is Megan Bali. She has been working in Amazon product photography. And I actually created a lot of storefronts, even for a storefronts for a brand that I own. So Megan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So you've built a few dozen storefronts and seen a few things. Tell us about an Amazon storefront. What is it? Why would people want to use it? Sure. Yeah. A storefront is ultimately a hub for all of your products that you sell online for your brand presence or just whatever you have available that you're selling. So it's a good place to send people for social media. If you want to post a link to whatever you're selling, people can go there and look at everything you've got available. A little bit of history on storefronts. Amazon created like, I think they may just call it Amazon stores like years ago. And it was this like uh, attempt to create their own, like it's kind of like a website builder wasn't really used a lot. Then brand registry came out and it became kind of a more natural fit to to um, have this fit around a brand that is brand registered and to tell more of the story of the brand. So they really are making a big push in them. You see, if you talk to Amazon advertising, they'll like, they'll want you to start advertising your storefront. Like, infinitely to the moon. And I'm going to tell you why uh, I think me and Megan are going to kind of discover a little bit why like you should be investing in this. It's correct, Megan, that you can't actually create a store without brand registry, right? Right. hundred percent. You have to have it completely set up in order to have a store. Right. But like once you have brand registry set up, like uh, then you're ready to give us a little bit of your take on it. Like when to make one and maybe like when to like, wait, I don't know, just to uh, you know, strategically, how should people be thinking about this? Yeah, I don't think um, it's ever really going to hurt to not have one. So I think I'd always push, I'd always suggest to push for one to get one up and going just because it's a great way to organize what you have and to display it. And like you said, Amazon's pushing brands and, you know, brand presence in a way that they haven't before. So I think having one is just really helpful. Um, You can can show off what you have in a, in a more creative way than you were be able to before. I'll ask you now, and maybe by the end, you'll think of one, but um, if you have a favorite storefront that either you've done or you've seen someone else do that, like, you know, people listening to the podcast, they can see it be like, oh, this is how like it could be done. Um, I'll, I'll ask for that. Or if you have one right now, you know, let, I'd like to at least leave people with one example. Sure. Um, with that said, what are some like best practices around creating a storefront? Um, I think it's helpful to just come up with a plan first. You just kind of need an idea of like what your purpose is for the storefront. Are you trying to push new products? Are you trying to push higher selling or higher, higher ticketed products? Sometimes that's, you know, what people want to focus on. So I've done a multi, uh, you know, a different different purposes for different kinds of storefronts in my past. Um, you asked for an example, I've done 
one for Uli, and they just kind of wanted a really organized system. Uli is O-O-L-Y, and they are a really cute um, school supply uh, company that sells for kids and school supplies for kids. So oh, yeah, that's really cool. And so all you have to do to get to this one is just if you just type in Amazon Uli, it is the top hit. So you can see this looks really good. It's very clean, you know, white with like, you know, categories, you're able to categorize your image. So if you have a lot like a larger brand, this is how people can explore other parts of your brand. Yeah, essentially, you're creating an e-commerce, it's an e-commerce store on Amazon. So what happens is a lot of times shoppers will just click that brand, that, that button is like a link. If you're on a product page, you click on that brand button and it takes you to the storefront and you get some metrics on this. And we were, I was looking at one of my brands, uh, Shankly, and in the last uh, 30 days, we, we get about, uh, we've gotten over 300 clicks onto our brand page and it's represented, how many sales was that? It was about about 30. So about one in 10 people, or maybe, uh, yeah, about one in 10 people that are clicking on our storefront end up buying something. Amazon gives those numbers out. So uh, you can see kind of the engagement. And I think they'll even show you like the source of the traffic. Um, that is because you can advertise to your storefront, right? Yes, you can. Yep. Have you seen any storefronts where you feel like they're maybe falling flat? You're like, hey, this like isn't like accomplishing probably what you want. Um, yeah, that all comes down to just overall brand presence. If you don't have really nice lifestyle images or good graphic design um, banners or category icons and all of those things play play a part to your overall brand. And so if you're just throwing things up, which anybody can make a storefront, I think that's important for people to know. You can just go in once your brand registered, they've got templates and modules you can choose from and lay out different pages, kind of like a, a mini website. But um, definitely hiring somebody who knows how to create nice banners and kind of lay it out in a way that's organized and communicates really well is can make a really big difference. Well, right. Because if you're in private label game or even uh, wholesale, I actually think there's a wholesale angle to this as well, as well. Like if you get good at creating these storefronts, you know, you can offer this as a service to brands that you want to work with and, you know, right. tell them like, Hey, I created a storefront and all of a sudden, you know, um, it generated this many clicks for them. It's an asset for, for a brand, but in private label, uh, your brand feeling, your brand presence is like what can differentiate you say from a lot of people are very competitive against Chinese sellers who are really good at getting a product out there, but they're maybe not as great at storytelling. Right. And so it's another spot to really tell your story. Um, you can maybe even reuse assets from your A plus content to if it, if, if it really uh, hits um, right there. There's, it's kind of a low hanging fruit for those that don't have one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it definitely adds to your credibility as a brand, especially if you already have a website and you're just using the same design assets across the board. You can pull those into the storefront in a similar way, as well as all of your social media. And then if you continue building that way, people will start recognizing you more, trusting you. And again, like I said, just the, the credibility versus you know, the sellers who don't 
you know, invest their time and resources into that? I think, you know, how this fits in the big picture of things, it's obviously not, uh, you know, the most important thing in starting on Amazon, uh, but it's definitely far from like unimportant. It's very much in the middle, like, you know, as you are like, you know, once you have your products up and maybe even a line of products, right? That's probably when um, this becomes, you know, an easy way to, to grow. I have a, a brand uh, Upstreet, which actually has like disparate products, like products that like really don't like go together. Mm-hmm. And we don't really show off a lot of our products on our storefront. The storefront is very uncreative, but what we do is we convey that there is a person on the other end of this. Like we have a picture of a, of a person smiling with, you know, like that looks like they're like, we're ready to answer their questions. That's what we wanted to do. What's funny is when we had Upstreet, we thought about doing away from it. What, the storefront? Yeah, yeah. Well, we thought about do, featuring the products. But then when we realized like, well, our products really don't go together. Like this is like a, a random brand of like different types of sporting goods. And so we just wanted to sh- show a smile <laughs> and, you know, show off our logo. The logo is great, but we don't really use our storefront so much as, uh, you know, our product uh, push, but more of just like, you know, a feeling push. Right. And I, I agree with you. I guess it depends where you're at in, in, you know, on, on Amazon, if you've got a presence outside or not. So if you don't, and mm-hmm. if you've got a bunch of random prod products that aren't really cohesive together, then yeah, it would be a little bit more challenging for sure to create a storefront with that. You still could, but it might not be the number one um, selling point of your whole experience on Amazon. Right. So on the on a difficulty scale, how how challenging is this to create a, a storefront from scratch? Yeah, or what? Yeah, um, it's pretty it's pretty easy. You know, it kind of just has a a step by step guide. I really do think most anybody could create it. I think where it gets a little more specialized is the behind the scenes, knowing like, hey, I'm creating something for this brand, and I want it to feel and communicate in a way that's really you know, powerful to those people who are looking at it. So if you want, you could just go jump on there and create whatever you wanted and just put your ASINs up there and create pages. But again, I think it comes down to the more, um, to the storytelling and the brand presence that it can really make a big difference. When you first are building something like this, you may be like a little discreet. I'm just putting myself in like someone that's starting out. Like you'd be like, oh, not a lot of people are going to click on this, but after a while, I think you might be surprised how it grows. The, the brands that we have, you know, they didn't exist three years ago. And now their storefronts are generating, you know, a few hundred clicks a month. So I think it, it, it certainly matters. I'm really happy with, we're launching some puzzles. I've told people about it. Uh, uh, let's see, Henley Place. Megan actually built that storefront for us. And so we're ready from day one. Uh, when we launch these puzzles with our storefront and because puzzles actually go together fairly well, you know, you see one from a brand that you like, a whole thing you see our others. We, we actually spent a lot of time curating these images so that people would want to do these puzzles. So, I mean, 
my thanks obviously to Megan for doing that storefront. Um, so, well, Megan, obviously some people might just like want to hire you. I get this, you know, done with how can they reach out to you? Yeah. Um, I have a new website I just launched. So it's called bollystudios.com. That's B as in boy, A L L I studios.com. So I'll have my contact information there. If you want to reach out to me. I, I like low hanging fruit. I like data centric things. You know, this is something that actually, uh, Amazon has pretty solid data numbers on, you know, by, by traffic source and, and, uh, you know, what pages are getting viewed. So this is totally in my wheelhouse and definitely can recommend it. Um, if you have any questions about these, you know, you can reach out to Megan or me. Um, I, I think it's not a complicated subject <laughs> because it is simple, but then also uh, you can put as much effort as you want into it. So that's kind of, uh, that's, that's all I've got. Megan, do you have anything else to add that I didn't? Um, I think the only other thing is, you know, if you've got a brand kind of like how you described Upstreet, um, it could be another avenue for upselling your other products too. So even if it's not, you know, a really great produced brand at that point, you could still add a lot of ASINs on there and just kind of bring brand awareness or, you know, product awareness to those people who might, you know, just happen to click on your storefront. So I, I bring up that average order value. <laughs> but other than that, that's pretty much it. It's pretty cut and dry overall. Okay, cool. Well, uh, thanks Megan for jumping on and talking about it and uh, giving us a little bit of insight and, you know, from someone that's created a, created these for a while. So um, that's all I've got. Uh, make sure you guys uh, stay tuned, uh, subscribe to the podcast, share with a friend, and then we'll become friends. All right, take care. One, two, three. Woo!